Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Sam. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Paolo here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on... Canada's Drag Race Season 3. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling... The GNT. Hey everyone, welcome back to a RuPaul's Drag Race review, live review podcast. Of yes. course we do it live, we watch it, we that's podcast, we release it, all our opinions are our own. You'll notice <laughs> that's why this podcast is one of the first to be out there and released. <gasps> now, Dr. Tom, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's yeah. a Friday, we're getting the podcast out relatively on time this time. Probably our first time for Canada, actually. Well, you know, RuPaul is just raking in the dough. Ru- she yeah. is releasing series after series. Um, All-Star Season 7, France, Canada, New Zealand, Down Under, <laughs> New Zealand, sec- Se- Secret Celebrity. Philippines she- is coming out We're soon. here. Philippines. She is, what? Who's, what's Rita Berger doing? Is she releasing Belgium. like Bul- Bulgaria? Bulgaria. Well, where is G- it? G- Belgium. Nations mixed up at Belgique, which is Belgium. Yes. Um, and before the end of the year, we're going to probably have uh, Canada versus the World UK season four. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, there's just maybe been too another much. Italia. I'm sure that's been filmed. Currently, we're looking at Canada Drag Race and Grupo Drag Race Down Under. We are. Uh, at the time being, we're Just, enjoying it. We're in our Commonwealth phase, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. 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 This is our phase at the moment. Commonwealth Games going on, so it feels fitting. Where is it happening in the UK? Birmingham. I don't know why I'm saying the Scouse accent. Birmingham. Bur- Birmingham. 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 We'll be there later this year. I've got, I've got You've my. Bolo's got, got himself a, a competition. Your own sporting competition. Yes, you shared it with our viewers. She's who is an athlete. Oh, she might what? be an athlete. Who? She, me, her, she does <laughs> me. Uh, uh, yeah. And what competition is she competing it's just in? A, just a regular comp. Not, nothing special. I'm, I'm just your average superstar, everyone. Just, just a minor. I'm just your average podcasting superstar diva. Minor elite athlete. You know, chart-topping yeah. podcast, <laughs> globally, you know, known or the top Drupal Dragrish podcast in Europe. I mean, who are we to brag? <laughs> Europe now, is it? UK, Europe, America, <laughs> Australia, down London, Belgium. International. <laughs> and look, um, I want to get into it. Let's, let's get into the episode. Yes. Yeah, let's dedicate our life. I've dedicated my life to this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who is it? I've dedicated my life to this. Who was it? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it's someone in season five. But I feel like I should follow it with, this is the moment that counts. This is the moment that counts. That counts. Was, it was that moment, wasn't was it? Was it Laganja? It was Laganja. I've dedicated my life to this. And then this is the like, moment. This counts. is the moment that counts. <laughs> okay, so last week, let's, let's give us everyone a catch up. Who was, who in the power ranking, who's in the lead? I actually updated the board how atrocious of me. However, Lady Boom Boom has a win. Kimmy Couture has a win and Jada Shader has a win. We've said goodbye to Shelazon LaRue, which I'm oh, actually really sad and upset sad. about. She brought so she she brought such a a new perspective. That, you know what? You the show has seen so much. You know, I just I felt like it could have gone a bit deeper and given us a bit more 
of First Nations. I I'm, think I'm, it's, it's too soon. I thought it was pretty harsh getting rid of her last episode. I thought she had so much more to give. Um, I'm going to miss her a lot. Definitely. Yeah. And I really wanted to see her relationship with Chaos Blossom. Because it felt like she was guiding chaos, where chaos was uh, kind of riddled with self-doubt. Just while we're on that topic, Mm -hmm. just something to clarify from last episode. Our friend and listener, Emily, who is in Canada and who actually um, works for um, an indigenous indigenous advocacy um, not-for-profit organization, just uh, educated me about the Meti people. Because I think... To which chaos belongs to. Yes. We we as non-Canadians, based on what was discussed last week, I don't think we we grasped the concept really. But the the Meti people, um, when French colonizers came to Canada, um, they started families with um, indigenous women, sometimes, uh, unfortunately and tragically and awfully through force um, or intimidation or whatever means were used. Um, but from thence came um, people with a, a specific group of people, the Meti people, with European and indigenous mixed heritage. So was it in an attempt to kill off the that, that I, bloodline? I, I don't have the knowledge to say that. I can't say for sure. Okay. All that I know, and what else Emily said was that um, certainly um, it's a cause for for contention in. Canada and when talking about the rights of indigenous people and Meti people now. So it's very much an ongoing dialogue that, again, I don't think we're in a place to comment on. We don't have the knowledge to talk about that. But I was very, very interested to learn more about the Meti people uh, because that's that's who chaos belongs to. Mm. So it's not like she's a mixed race person in, in the sense that kind of like she's, you know, her mum's white or her dad's indigenous which is what i thought she was saying she's meti and all meti people are derived from both european and indigenous heritage that's what i assumed okay i miss and i misunderstood and i i own up to that okay yeah the, the thing is um the same thing happened to the aboriginals in australia mm. they um what would they do they would take the they the, what would they do they'll take they would. Oh my gosh! I, can't, I used to. I used to know it so clearly. They used to take children away from the Aboriginals. I. I. I have and, a, and take a, bring them into white culture. I have a very vague awareness of that. I can't profess to know much about it. They call like the. Like, I'll find out more about it. We'll discuss it on Down Under. We Pretty will. sure the conversation will come up there. But um, what I'm trying to say is that it's not. Yeah, that's. It's a very common um, thing that it, they used it, it to do. It does seem like a form of it was in an attempt to yeah, an attempt to stop their seems. bloodline and yeah. an attempt to stop them um, by. You know, I th- I think what Emily was also conveying though was that the Meti people now are somewhat tarred with the brush of their ancestors, if you will. When obviously they're not responsible for what their ancestors did, but it means that there can there can sometimes be a divide between Meti people and other indigenous people mm. um, because of that history and ancestry. But thank you so much for educating us there, Emily. We're like always so keen to learn um, and be corrected if we get something wrong. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you, thanks, him. Yeah. So Jada won last week, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I'm a fan of all of these queens, and I give credit where it's due. Jada did a great job. However, I do feel like Vanderpuss and Lullaby was done dirty last week. I'm quite comfortable with that opinion. Especially because, Lullaby. I mean, roll the tape. We said that our top four were probably um, uh, Vivian Vanderpuss and Giselle L- Lullaby, mm-hmm. but also um, Lady Boom Boom and Kimmy Couture. Yeah. They're probably our top four. Mm. And then Jada won. So Jada did do a fab job. We're not taking that away. From- I think our, our kind of spidey senses tingle a little bit when nobody who we name in our top three is the winner. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's when we think like, hmm, okay. Something going on, something going on. Yeah, yeah. Not to take away from Jada and her quality as a queen because she's really compelling and charismatic and a fab performer Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, interesting, interesting. I mean, if Tina Burner was put in the bottom after that phenomenal <laughs> performance she gave in the social media rusical in season... <laughs> Log and sign off with your email. Season 13, was it? 13, yeah. If she was put in the bottom for not lip-syncing for like three seconds... It might have been four. It might have been three four, and, and that's the tipping let's, point. Let's, let's, let's that meet is me halfway, <laughs> three and a half. If she was able to be, be put in the bottom for that, and, and I'm pretty sure Jada and Irma... We're not lip syncing for peanut butter, peanut butter, that part, which is a bit yeah. different. Yeah, if yeah. they were able to not lip sync and just perform there, I just felt like I felt like something was wrong. I just mm. felt like, yeah, just. Yeah, who was in the. Well, obviously, last week we sadly said goodbye to Chalazon and she was in the bottom with Fierce Alicious. Would I have put Chalazon there? We kind of thought it was probably going to be Fierce and Bomb, didn't we? And who? Bombay. They were the weakest pair. They should it should have been them too because they mm. were in a pair together. And I think they put chaos in the bottom of three as well, didn't they? Whereas chaos actually had like chaos was good, decent energy. Yeah, she comes alive on stage. She does. I just mm. Brooklyn. I just need to talk with you. Uh, we'll Brooklyn, pull, I need to talk with you, girl. We'll we'll ring her later. That's, we've I got mean... we've got her on speed dial. Now, the beginning of this episode, of course, the girls are coming in. Everyone's having that discussion about Shalazon. The same way that we do, that, you know, it's so sad to see her go so early. She brought such a perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, she, her activism, she brought to her drag, which is yeah. something we loved. She's uh, clearly beloved and going to be missed by the queens. Mm. You know, Chaos and several others. Now, is it, I just want to talk about the, that moment that Miss Fierce had when she came for Jada. <laughs> Fierce is just like perpetual entertainment. When Miss Fierce was like Jada, she she literally pulled a boa with Kendall Jinder. Do you remember last season? Boa was like Kendall. Like we used to. Boa was last season. Sorry, do you mean Eve? Was a bot? Oh, sorry, Eve. Was it Bo Eve was season one? Yeah, I mean Eve had plenty of moments. Yeah, she pulled Kendall aside, didn't she? she was like she's not knocking the knocking the side. I think she said in front of everyone. Oh, she did. She announced it and untucked. She said, "Um, we used to talk all the time and blah 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 blah." And like every here, you didn't even talk to me. Um, and when I was at the bottom, like you didn't even look at me. And Kendall was like, "Girl, um, what's your name again?" <laughs> Kendall's like, uh, "Sorry, what's your name? Who are you?" Eve, three thousand, six thousand. No, that was a joke because she didn't know her name. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I'm that, serious. That was too I don't clever. joke here. I'm not joking, bitch. Don't try and therapize me. 
Um, no, we adored Eve 6000 because she was great TV. But like Fierce is kind of like she's taken the role this this season. She is the Eve 6000 of having her little moment. And when she was sitting there, she was giving me Valentina vibes as well in terms of like just like this like highly camp, um, somewhat affected, highly affected, I think. Um, emotional outpouring about how sad she was to see Shella's on. I didn't see them talk to each other once. I, you say Valentina, uh-huh. I say Laganja. Okay, yeah, yeah. I say why I say Laganja because for me, that whole scene seemed forced. It seemed scripted. It seemed like she was making it up as she went along. It was very, well, I, you know, like Jada, like, you know, yeah, I don't know what you said, but but like I remember how so I. So this is how when I they're felt. back in the next day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the way that she said it was very. I'm making it up as I go along. Like we used to talk a lot, but now we don't talk anymore. And I'm, now I'm upset. And then you came for me yesterday. <laughs> it was very when Laganja was coming for a door, and Laganja La was like, <gasps> like I don't know what you said, and I, I, don't, I can't remember when you said it, but I remember how I felt. Gone. She was so transparent yeah, to me. Gone. It was very there. It was just very. I complaint about nothing, but I'm in my feelings and I need to find someone to blame for it. I, but it just seemed very forced. It's that so whole, that funny whole though. So, so bloody funny. Because like Jada was like justifiably entertained by this theatrical emotion that she was displaying. But everybody else in the room was like, oh my God, Jada. Oh my God. Try and have some sensitivity. Try to have some tact. Can't you see that Fierce Licious is pouring out her heart in front of us? And Jada was like, are you serious? Girl, I know authenticity, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just let you know what I feel. I just feel like Miss Fierce is just putting on a show. Oh, but for the better. She these She's are not. Making I don't. TV. Maybe they are genuine feelings, but they are not coming across as genuine. I'll tell feelings. you what word I would use to describe her. Um, the word is histrionic, because I think so. The word histrionic generally describes people where you see kind of some very. Um, shallow but rapidly shifting and theatrical emotion and a lot of it is designed to unconsciously usually it's not a conscious process but it's designed to draw the spotlight and it's designed to keep you in the spotlight so you bask in oh. the attention of others and I, I see i see a bit of that and i we, at the moment i'm finding it endearing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's all i hear yeah 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 did i just hear murder you might have done I don't know if we should record this. No. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just continue. <laughs> um, um, the mini. Sorry, guys. There's we may have a mouse. <laughs> we may have a mouse, and we have two cats. And the we, mini challenge. We just heard a squeak. <laughs> the mini challenge. The mini challenge. We don't usually talk about it, but it was a TED talk with they basically they had to improv their way um, with slides and just kind of go with the flow about it. And for me, there are three people that stood out in this moment. Jada was entertaining. Lullaby was entertaining. Vanderpuss was the most entertaining in the sense that... She's such a natural comedian. She is. I want to see her have her proper shining moment with an improv challenge, a proper improv challenge that she will murder the competition. Snatch game. It's only around the corner. Yeah. I predict she's going to kill it. But if they do a separate, you know, bossy Rossi or that sort of thing, she 
she's gonna get She'll a win. Be amazing. I feel like it's just on the cards at some point for Vivian because she shone in the mini challenge last week as well with that date with Brooklyn. Mm. Just the off the cuff remarks were fantastic. Not just that in the um the awards as well. Yeah, she was great. I, I I'm I'm intrigued and I want to see more. Now the winner was Jada. She's in our top three for the episode. Which for is that good enough. Yeah, yeah, she was in our top, Jane. And the the um, advantage and prize that she got was that she got to assign the boxes. Now, that won't make sense until I tell, tell you what the Mexi challenge is. It's a design challenge, okay? The design challenge. And it's very similar to what when they're all given different boxes with um, different themes. Well, Brooklyn season, actually. Season um, 11. Season 11? Yeah. But it was also when... Um, in Brooklyn season, season, they were named after Queens. So she got the detox box and she won that, actually. I'm but sure we she did. We also saw it in, like, um, season three. Oh. With um, reggae, <laughs> you know. Well, that that was that was music themes. Um, yeah, sorry. What's the fashion ones I'm thinking about? Um, well, actually, Drag Race Canada, um, in the first season, their boxes were based on, like, camp puns based on, like, Canadian themes. Mm. Weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, that's what they just do. They, it's, a, it's another design challenge. Now, why do we have another design challenge for episode four? Why not? Because um, they already had one. Okay, but we had two design challenges in quick succession in All Star 7. I'm not saying that it's a good... No, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying that why are they already having a design challenge now? Well, usually you have a lot of design challenges when you're favouring a fashion queen. That's that's all I can think of. Um, I mean, our fashion queens so far are probably, well, definitely Lady Boom Boom. Um, Jada was high. She did a good job. Giselle. Uh, Giselle. Yeah, Giselle was fine. She wasn't in the top that week, was she? Um uh, Bombay did a fantastic job, but wasn't in the top three somehow. Um, who else was there? Do, do, do. Just trying to look through the girls. Fierce, you know. Chaos. Chaos is a designer and a seamstress. She did a great job that week. Did she? Yeah, she did the kind of like Vivian Westwood into Alexander McQueen kind of Mugler-ish sort of creation. Mm, I'm just thinking that it's just really soon for them for four on, you know, episode one and then episode four, mm-hmm. they've now got another challenge where they have to create something. I, I get it's what you just, mean. It's it, just it, feel, a bit, it feels a bit like season three. Yeah. It's, you it's know, a bit too like, of, of come drag on. Race. But it's, season three of Canada, season three of US parallels. There's other ways of, you know, like why can't they just show a well-rounded, you know, design and then i'm gonna say music or hosting or improv i agree or acting I, or snatch game why can't they show every other facet of entertaining and performing before they start repeating it's a bit it's too soon for me what i'd say is on season one of canada's drag race the first episode was a you know uh design challenge and the fourth episode was their ball wasn't it it was the um, the recyclables when they made the teams and Jimbo was done dirty. Well, actually, that, no, Tynomi and Ilona were done dirtiest, put in the bottom two. Is that the glamour you don't see? No, it was, it was, um, you should time better, maybe. 
Mm. Now, we find out later that actually all these boxes that there are actually just have the same material. And the actual <laughs> challenge is that they just need to make something and everyone's given a plane, you know, everyone's starting at the same... St- like no one's got any advantage. You've got the same materials. Let's see what you can do with these same materials. Do you know what I would like if the extra layer of this challenge were, so you've all got the same materials, but I still want you to adhere to the theme of your box. Mm. That would be interesting. Some would be so much more challenging than others because obviously there's a lot of silver. There's a lot of silver and purple in these boxes. So it'd be hard to do kind of like maybe spooky or crusty. So that's a bit, what I want to do is I want to go... Let's go through, because this actually was, for me, it was really shady to Jada, because Jada assigned these boxes, their themes to each queen. She gave Old Fashioned to Bombay. Mm. She gave the title of Krusty to Lullaby, Giselle. She gave Sporty, the Sporty Box, to Irma Gerd, the Flirty Box to Miss Fierce, the Basic Box to Vanderpuss, the Spooky Box to Chaos, she gave herself the fiery box, crafty box she gave to Lady Boom Boom, and the quirky box to Kimmy Couture. I mean, some of them were probably, obviously, when it came to Fierce-licious, as was pointed out, she was trying to avoid another argument, so she gave her flirty. Um, I think when it came to Lady Boom Boom, giving her crafty, was probably trying to give something that didn't suit her vibe because she's she'll be a real threat this episode she was, she was being very um shady with these i think spooky works for chaos though like i think chaos could you know spooky is like a byword for alternative or you know that sort of thing but she gave giselle crusty crusty the crab crusty the clown <laughs> the simpsons crusty the clown um no it doesn't matter um yeah, I mean, that's just an insult. <laughs> she basic, gave Irma Gerd sporty. Basic to Vivian van der Puss. I mean, when they when they later said, okay, jokes, there's no theme, you got the same materials, I would have just been like, oh, so Jada, <laughs> <laughs> just like on the topic of, you know, the boxes that you allocated, <laughs> um, why did you give me basic? I wonder if that'll come up in the workroom. I hope it does. I yeah. hope it does, because it was... Because she comes across as like, you know, a very a very season four Latrice full of love. And then there was some shady moments with the allocation of these boxes that made me think maybe she isn't as sweet as we thought she well, was. Even even the beloved Latrice Royale had her shady funny moments, didn't she? Latrice wouldn't be averse to throwing somebody a curveball. You know? I'm sure Jade does the same. She can mm. have fun with things. So we already, because it's so sad that we already know what to expect because we've already had a challenge of this. So we, I'm expecting big things from Lady Boom Boom. I'm expecting big things from Jada because she was high. She Did was she high. win? No, no, no. Lady was Boom, Lady Boom, 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 Boom? Yeah, Boom Boom was fantastic. She created really quite the garment. Yeah. So Lady J- Boom Jada Boom. created something lovely and chic. She did a great job. And Chaos did something really conceptual as well. I also liked um, Lullaby, Giselle's look, personally. Can't, can't quite bring it. To- oh, yeah, yeah, the 60s. Yeah, they're like, you know, driving through. Yeah, like running Hers was really driving good. in a Cadillac. Chiffon flowing through the air, kind of. That's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing <laughs> yeah. and feeling. 
Um, I liked Bombay's a lot as well, even though she wasn't officially in the top. Mm. I thought she was like, she could have been. She really, really could have been. Let's see what drama they're going to stir up in the workroom. I think we can start appreciating hmm. the looks that these queens created with the materials given in their box. I guess before we get into it, we've kind of spoken about who we've got high hopes for, haven't we? Yes. And I think, you know, they spoke they spoke about their inspirations and stuff in the world. We'll weave that into the actual runway review. There was uh, an interesting conversation in the workroom, though, as there often is on Drag Race Canada this season. What is, what is this week's mirror moment? This week's mirror moment, I thought, were um, lots of different aspects and takes on drag and gender now can i ask you can you define drag to me i think drag is a performance art yep that is specific and special and unique to every drag artist it That's is their true. own i would always say that drag in some way by virtue of being drag plays with gender yep. in some way either you're portraying the gender opposite to what you identify as, or it might be the same gender that you identify as, but you're exaggerating or doing yeah. something with it. And, you know, we, we've spoken about it before, especially, you know, uh, when we spoke about Dragula and AFAB queens who've been on the show and trans women who've been on the show, yeah. that we truly believe that drag is for everyone. And that was definitely a theme here, wasn't it? Like Kimmy being turned down gigs for being a woman it's just crazy well, they, to they me. try to turn her down but she and did not she allow was it like bro like i'm a, i'm a dude i'm just like she's but like poor uh, kimmy having to like adopt something that might make her feel quite dysphoric like poor kimmy that's just that drag bar i mean say their name what yeah. was their drag bar i honestly think they should be shamed it's really really bad like Again, we've said it so many times, trans women are an integral part of drag culture. It's nothing new. It's new to drag race, which is a wrong thing. But, you know, watch any bit of like drag, any drag documentary from the past 20, 30, 40 years. Paris is burning. Um, the Queen, full of trans women. Crystal Abasia. You know, look at her in The Queen. The, the absolute breakout it's, star of the Queen was a trans woman who was sad. rocking pageants and went on to set up. She is the one who, um, with some like-minded queens, founded the, the ballroom system. Mm -hmm. We have so much to thank trans women for when it comes to drag culture. And they've always been at the forefront and, and Absolutely. a part of it. And you're correct. Marsha P. You're Johnson. correct. Marsha P. Johnson at the forefront of the Stonewall Riots. It's very correct. Trans you know, inclusion with drag is only an issue within RuPaul's drag race and which is very it is it is not with all with all due respect a, a true reflection Definitely. on the art of drag itself. Definitely. Drag race is the commercial competition mm -hmm. that has been an avenue for mainstream to understand that part. Yeah. It's been the safe, it's been the Trojan horse into mainstream yeah. for them to slowly start accepting it. And then now they need to start learning more about it so and the, yeah I, I i i think drag race 
has a responsibility to f- if if you're going to bring drag into people's living rooms, you need to tell them everything that drag's about. And I, I but tr- I mean, not that it was intended that way because I know that that was not RuPaul's intention. But the first thing they need to do was they need to have a a way that drag is easier to digest and I think that's been the case throughout the years is that it had to be something that wasn't going to scare or or shock them or make them say no it had to be easier digestible and had to be somewhat um, appropriate for the mainstream I, just to kind of like build on what you're saying there like we're in no way implying that trans people should be in any way shocking or confrontational or scary or big news for anybody but we've got to remember sometimes about drag race trying to reach a very mass audience of um very conservative people at times and that's why i don't know if we're giving rupaul too much credit there but i do wonder if there has been that as you say trojan horse tactic which we have described before I, i mean we do have to remember as well like as far back as season two of Drag Race, Sonique came out as a trans woman in the reunion episode. Mm. For many people, um, that will have been their first true sort of description and encounter on, on mainstream TV of, of what a trans woman is. Mm-hmm. So I do think Drag Race consistently needs to do better and has needed to do better for years. But also it's, it's wrong to say they've done nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Correct. Anyway, everybody's got an opinion on that. Um, another interesting thing I thought was like drag as a potential appropriation of, of women. I think that's such an interesting thing. And I almost don't feel like it's my place as a cisgender male to kind of pass comment on it. Um, because obviously women have faced oppression for centuries still do um and women have a right to feel a certain way in certain circumstances about certain things do i think that drag is an appropriation of women again i've just kind of said that my my opinion means nothing here and it kind of doesn't mean anything i don't personally think it is i think most drag queens are celebrating femininity and they're celebrating the female influences in their life so many drag queens and they talk about what inspired them they talk about their mothers their grandmothers their sisters all these wonderful women that we all have in our lives um and you know icons you know the whitney's the madonna's the shares the beyonce's um all these wonderful women that they're paying tribute to with like heart and compassion and dignity and mockery doesn't come into i mean you know i you could argue that sometimes drag plays with too many stereotypes like in inverted commas the slut the bimbo that kind of thing not all the time though i think i think a lot of it is done with love and respect um however not my place to tell women what to feel either but just my thoughts i mean it's an interesting discussion oh definitely i think it's it's a discussion that will carry on for some time thinking Tom. yeah okay cheers Thank yeah you. thanks a lot Thank yeah you. cheers thanks a lot um and world peace was it and <laughs> yeah. world peace let's get into the looks let's indeed so we're on to the runway now just a reminder everyone got the same box with the same materials jada was done dirty having to have no Poor one caught, no one caught her out 
Yeah, that conversation oh my God. should have so, Someone was like, Paula, how are you feeling? Oh my gosh, well, on that topic of how I'm feeling, um, Jada, <laughs> yesterday, you gave me crusty, and uh, I just thought, you know, why not? Just, just, let's talk about and it. And Jada, touch this skin. Touch <laughs> all this skin. <laughs> yeah. You won't peanut, find peanut, crusty. Peanut butter, peanut butter, I'm not crusty. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I think, you know, I thought that was a great way to stir up some drama, and I would have been like, so I'm basic. Oh. I'm basic. They certainly did it on Drag Race UK when they. Do named... you know I was basic? Your lip sync the other week. That was basic. <laughs> I would have. I would have came. How do you? How do you call they my drag basic? Tea coffee, Baroness, a basic, and she carried it for the rest of the season. I mean, that's not. That's not something to be proud of. Oh, I, not I don't, something don't to, think they're like, she Oh, I wear it as a badge of honor, and it's yeah. not a badge of honor, my darling. It's a badge of basic. <laughs> it's ugly. Okay, Bombay. What it, let's talk about Bombay's look here. So she comes out, and this is kind of reminiscent of kind of the elephant man initially, like silver elephant man. But then she has this cute reveal, and it transforms into a cape. Now, to me, this is this is almost David Bowie-esque. I, I really like how she's used the materials, the purple and the shimmering um, silver, to create this katsuit. It's almost a bit Kansai Yamamoto for David Bowie. It's got like a 70s glam rock feel crossed with like a marvel superhero overall i really like the effect i think i think as far as i can tell i'm not an expert bombay is a good seamstress and i like the concept here it's i don't again i don't looking at it i don't think that looks like it was easy to make i think she is not like she had that stripe material i don't think i think she had to add those stripes herself yeah it looks like she did yeah and i think the effect is good the cat fit suit looks like it fits so well. I like how her hair styled. Like the future, like retro future makeup. The thing about the thing about the stripes is that they just there's no obvious pattern, and maybe that was part of the design. What I you, think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, all I want to say is that Bomb. I'm going to call it here now. Mm-hmm. Bombay is going to walk the runway for some of these fashion models. Like, you know, some of these drag queens end up on the runways mm-hmm. of like. Chris, give me some names. Well, uh, Violet's worked for Richard Quinn. So has Tace. Um, so has uh, Bimini Bamboulash. Bombay's going to be walking there. Look at She's that got body. The for it, hasn't Look she? at that length. Yeah. She is. She is sample size, long limbs, gorgeous face. Oh, I mean, Marco Marco is another brand that a lot of the queens have worked for. I'm calling it there. Yeah, um, the the look's good. The face is right. The makeup's correct. It's she, correct. She works <laughs> it on the runway. I think. I think when you sometimes when you look you, the close ups, maybe it's not a hundred percent as figure hugging as she wanted it to be. But overall, I think the effect is really really cool. These for me, some of the stripes look a bit. I think that's the desired effect. I think it's kind of like it's almost like she's been slashed by an intergalactic tiger. Okay. I love the way she works the cape as well. I mean, I think it looks cute. It's fine. It just, yeah, the, it's, it's just the lines that um, I'm having a bit of trouble the, the clo- um, falling in love with, but... The close-ups are a little unforgiving, but overall, I really like the effect. Now, Vanderpuss. I adore Vivian Vanderpuss, but when I'm scrutinizing this garment, I can see what she's going for. It's almost like a 90s Versace-esque moment so she's got like the bodice and she's got the drapery creating this kind of skirt with the really high thigh slash 
the more I scrutinize it, and again, I'm not a seamstress, I'm really happy to be corrected on this, but I feel like the more I look at it, the more that the details are just a bit off. Like the, I don't think she intended the waistline to be asymmetric like that. Um, I think there's just a few little details that look off. Her hair and makeup is lovely, and I love her. I love her. But I'm comparing this to Bombay's, and I'm thinking, oh, it doesn't quite look as well made. You're right. I, I can see that. And there's that lovely, I think, well, I don't know what it is, the connection. There's a jewellery, there's a material connected from her wrist to the dress. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. when she's, You know how Valentina and Roxy Andrews did it when their outfit? Mm. It just, for me, it just looks like a loose hem that got stuck that's kind of what it looks like. It's like a thread. On her hand, yeah, yeah. That, that got stuck on her in her arm, and she's just like trying to pass it off. There are some moments in this outfit that just aren't done. And also, to- again, I'm, I mean, I'm no seamstress, but I have eyes, and my <laughs> eyes are telling me I have eyeballs. And my eyes are telling me that there's there's some parts. I that like aren't. the sexy effect of the stockings, but they're gold with a silver, and it's jarring. But her hair and makeup, stunning. Shoes, I love. Oh, just for a little aside for anybody who's on tenter hooks, we checked in the kitchen after the little squeak and there, there were no corpses. <laughs> Somebody's lived to another scurry day. another to day. To fight another day. Yes. Shantae, you stay. <laughs> Alive. Giselle Lullaby is I think Giselle looks great. I love this look. Now, I don't think she's ever looked prettier this season. The hair and makeup is so... I loved how she used Laura Dern in Star Wars as a point of reference. Laura Dern is always a fantastic place. When in doubt, and you don't know where to start for a source of inspiration, Laura Dern, just go with Laura Dern. Um, It's a Laura Dern. It's a Laura Dern. It's a Laura Dern. This like sleek bob on her and this makeup is working. She looks severe up in here. This is the prettiest I've seen her look all season. And just for some reason, I just feel like this overall effect of the garment is working. In some ways, it feels like it shouldn't, but it just does. So she's got this turtleneck um, with the kind of Diamante effect on this kind of purple lace. It's I'm all- just going to put it out there and just say, this is fashion. This is fashion. It's it's like, it works for some reason. It's too much. It's too much, but it's just enough. And then she's got like this off the shoulder silver drapery. Great. I'm enjoying it. And also to me, to my inexpert eyes, it looks nicely made. Yeah. 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 I think um, one side, the shoulder is drooping a little that more. That was the only thing too, I would say, but, but it's, it's good. Overall, I like it a lot. Giselle. Well done. Yeah. Kimmy Couture, I love this. This I, is a futurist. Beyonce's going to be wearing this and dancing in it. Or Ariana. Oh, oh actually, yeah. more Ariana. More yeah. Ariana. Um, this girl can walk the runway. She knows how to serve a garment. Um, she's got plenty of movement. There's drama with the twin capes. It, the, the bustier. She's like Ariana Grande doing a sort of dungeon. Tom, it's... Ariana Grande <laughs> doing a dungeon. Ariana Grande. Okay, thank you. Get it right. I can just picture plastique now. Um, giving us like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of Conan the Barbarian moment. This is this is really good. It's cool. I like it. It's cool. It's cool. Again, it's very drag. There's a lot going on. There's like the bondagey effect at the neck. That's a bit Versace. Did she sew this? I think she's in the hot glue corner. Okay. 
Hot glue and desperation. Well, she, she's doing her mother proud. She really is. Yeah. Remember, doing... Isis won both design challenges. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Miss Fierce Delicious. Now, I'm going to say, compared to her first effort, Miss Fierce Delicious has impressed me here. I'm going to give her props because it looks like an, an item of clothing, and last time it didn't. Um, it's very structured. It's not the most complicated thing in the world. She's got a corset and she's added some geometric shapes to it and some fringe. But the overall effect is very fierce, delicious. It's sexy and flirty. Um, if I were to look for a point of reference, I'd think kind of 80s Mugler. I think I mentioned it in reference to some of the Down Under looks this week, actually. The um, uh, the kind of futurism, silvery stuff that he did. And I can picture Naomi Campbell wearing one of them. Um, her tushy looks great. Um, the, the bits on the legs remind me of, you know... Um, you see it on the dancers, the backing dancers in RuPaul quite a lot. It's that kind of slick it up lycra wear. Yeah. And it's kind of like a bit fetishy. It's very that. Okay. I think this look is beautifully simple. It's good for Miss Fischer-Licious. I mean, you're right. It's a corset that's been with some added flourish. Mm-hmm. And the V on like, um, what's that Pokemon with a V on it? Oh, Victini. Yeah, it's yeah, very Victini. Yeah. I, I, um, it's good for Miss Fierce. And you know what? It's quaint. It's not bad. It's simple. She walks with lo- confidence. It's lovely and, and simple. She looks so much better than she did the first week on the runway. I think she does props. Yeah, I like it. What about Irma Gerd? So there's a lot. There's a lot that I like about this, and then there's a lot that I question. Um, so overall, I'm mean, really enjoying her performance, which is so, so fun. The clown element is cool. I think it's a slight mistake to come out as a clown when we saw a really good clown last week. We saw Fierce Alicious as a very, very chic um, Reveliana. Um, so that's a slight mistake, I think. Um, like the hair and makeup, that's my absolute favorite bit. We've got this kind of headpiece. We've got the Pierrot type makeup. My problem is the skirt doesn't hit the floor. That's where I think it falls down. And it really ruins the illusion for me. I can see she's going for like this big top kind of effect with these big panniers. Um, overall, I, the dress that she's created, I don't really like, but I love her hair and makeup. And I love the performance. The only thing about the, the dress is that you could see the... It doesn't really cover the side boob. And then it just kind of... It looks a bit rushed and unfinished because of that little moment there. Can you see what I'm talking about? I can 100% see what you're talking about. I could just imagine like, yeah, I want to be quirky and goofy and a clown. And you're walking down and you see Jimbo. And you're like, oh. Oh, the ultimate uh, goofy clown yeah. is here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, by oh, the way, no. so excited that Jimbo is here. Does Brooklyn not let the girls sit and drag behind the desk? Is that because she didn't with Vanjie either? Well, maybe. And you know what? Good. You should be the only drag queen there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on your side, Brooklyn. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, this, I, I mean, it's a fine dress. It's a fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's. I'm gonna say it again. Love the hair and makeup, and I love her energy and performance. It's not my favorite dress on the runway so far. It. I just. I'm just wondering why it's not hitting the floor. It's a really strange length. Okay. Uh, Lady Boom Boom. I like this a lot. 
just the overall effect is so fun and flirty. So is is there's a bit of a kind of sixties baby doll vibe going on. Um, she's made really good use of the color combination because I love the kind of like silvery with the. Um, she's made a pair of tights or leggings out of that. Um, we've seen that lacy material on a couple of girls. Oh, so nice. Um, but overall, there's there's kind of like a little bit of a la la poof kind of thing going on. There's a little bit of a... Very detox. <laughs> yeah, detox with the feathers. Um, there's a little bit of, you know, the Marc Jacobs loofah dresses. So there's a bit of that. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, overall, I really, really like this. And I think Boom Boom's done another great job. Such a contrast in silhouette and vibe to the last thing she made. I think there's, that's a real testament to her. I mean, I think one thing that I'm thinking is, that, does it swallow her? But then I think that this is its own silhouette. This is a... This is fine. It's a deliberate, voluminous jellyfish mm. silhouette, isn't it? Yeah. I love the bow. I love the tights. Yeah. It's cute. It's cute. It's well done. Do you know what she's done really well? She's gone for a baby doll look without looking like a little girl, that kind of thing, not wandering into like creepy adult dressed as little girl territory. You know, she's gone like fun and flirty without over-egging the pudding. Yeah. Mm. What about Jada Shader? There's a lot to take in here, isn't there? There's a lot to take in. My favourite bit is her hair. I love the nuclear holocaust hair. I think that's really, really fun. Um, What do I think of the rest of it? I think she's made a dress. I think there's this kind of loincloth effect with the exposed hips that I think is quite cool. I kind of wanted to get rid of all those buttons. Mm. She 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 had these buttons and she did not know what to do with them in the runway and she thought about twenty different ways of applying them to the dress and she ended up with this kind of girl. She is one step away from the CD discs of Shangela. Exactly <laughs> what it is. It's kind of girl. I, has has a garment ever looked better because you've applied a series of discs down the front? I don't know that it has. Um, I'd like it about seventy eight percent more. If she took off those buttons. I I mean, if I have to give her a box, it's crafty. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it's not my favorite. I'm sorry. I'm a little disappointed considering yeah. how much I loved her look on the first episode because that was so chic, so drag, so kind of glam and elegant. I, I, I admire her for trying something different. I think she saw these materials and she said in the workroom, she's going for alien futurism. And I think that's admirable. I just don't think it's her wheelhouse. It's like, it's like she's gone for sci-fi and maybe she's not a fan of anything sci-fi. So she's not got a point of reference. Do you know what I mean? She's getting on saying Judy Jetson. Oh, that is not Judy Jetson. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's, 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 it's so far into the future that we can't even fathom it. It's sci-fi by somebody who doesn't like sci-fi. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, let's move on to Chaos. Chaos. I think Chaos is our last girl, isn't she? I like this a lot. I think that this would go so well next to Tainomi and um, it's, it's, the paper. Well, Tainomi yeah. and... Jimbo and no. Alona. Uh, yes, Alona. Jimbo, Jimbo was the other one. Yes, thank you. I think this will go in right there. It looks like in that family of fashion. So she's the fairy godmother who's given them their powers, that kind of thing. I think I think the overall effect of this dress is really, really cool. I think Chaos has such a great eye. 
Um, you could argue that it's a little similar to the the look that she made in episode one in some ways because there's a, like a, a central point and a burst of points coming off it. But she's still gone for something very, very different because it's floor length. The, the feel is very different because it's more like petal-like. Um, it's almost like this alien lotus or something. And I really like how she's included the details in her hair and the shape of her hair mimics the points. I think this is really, really cool. I think she's done a great job. It, just, it looks like origami to me. It looks like a paper dress. Yeah. And that puts me in mind of that um, Galliano for Dior collection that was heavily origami based. Beautiful gowns that were just like folded paper. Is it fashion, Tom? It is fashion, I think. <laughs> but I'm not an expert. Okay. Um, we're here. Who has your favorite looks? My favorite looks, and I think I can say it quite easily, are um, Giselle Lullaby. Uh, Lady Boom Boom and Chaos. I think I think that's it. I think that's it. My favorite looks are Lady Boom Boom, mm-hmm. Giselle, yeah, and Kimmy Couture. Yeah, Kimmy's up there. Kimmy can vie for the top three. Now, who do you think's gonna get judged quite harshly? I think it will be Jada Shader. I agree. Irma Gerd. I agree. Vivian 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 Vanderpuss is is dressed it's just it looks like it's falling apart before my eyes unfortunately now these are three queens that I love and I don't want to see them in the bottom maybe Bombay nah nah not Bombay for me Bombay's stands up quite well compared to the other three that we've mentioned I would say I would say the thing is Bombay's got that body and beauty that she can wear anything and make it look good. She also served it, and she's got a great concept. She looks very glam rock, very okay. Kansai Yamamoto. So you've, you've chosen, so that's your decision. Your final decision is that. I'm really comfortable with what I've decided today, I'm afraid. Right. Yeah, right. let's see what they say. To say. Congratulations, Giselle, for the win. Much deserved. She One did a really fab job. One of the best things I've seen created ever. It's up there. It was really, really good. It's up there. Really. Tom, Tom, it's fashion. Can we just say Untouched was dramatic? Because they had to... Answer the age-old question. Who should go home? And they all said Jada. Mostly. A a couple said Chaos. Mm. Mm. And guess who's in the bottom two? Chaos and Jada. Now, I'm a bit mad at Chaos being in the bottom two. I just don't think she deserves it. She does not deserve to be in the bottom. They've been trying to get rid of Chaos for a few weeks now. Do you know why it is? There's been some unjust moments where they've put her in the bottom or given her critiques that I just didn't feel she deserved. It's it's strange. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's reality TV prejudice against introverts. She's an introverted character. She She's very internal um she thinks before she speaks she's not great drama she's a creative um and so she they don't see her as good tv and that's why they're punishing her honestly i i i'm convinced that's what it is the song was to tamia's showing drama house which i love it's a great I song i just want to say this was a great lip sync they both put their hearts and they souls into it they both went for it mm. and at times i was like oh my god looking at someone someone else would do something yeah the flips from chaos the passion from jada she put a huge amount of passion into it it, it was good but not just the passion. they both can move yes they yeah. are both movers i think jada's like a really instinctive lip syncer i think she feels the music really well 
it was it was good. Mm. It was so good. So far, the best lip sync this season. Mm. I I just is it better than season one's? I drove all night with Kiki Wanakai Kai and Priyanka. That was an amazing lip sync. Mm. This was a good one. This it was, was good. It was good. It was it's good. up there. I have to think now. Apples and oranges, maybe. Who was that between? Kiki Wana Kai Kai. Versus? Priyanka. I think this is up there. I think this can give them a run for their money. There was something really special about that lip scene, but this one was great. This was really good. Chaos really bust out some moves. One thing I will say about Chaos, I felt like her garment was inhibiting her. Garment her. Got, yeah, her garment was prohibiting her. Yeah, she couldn't express with her hands yeah, as well as she wanted to, exactly. I think. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that was it. I mean, she was, I mean, I'll be surprised if, she, if she's in bleeding from any paper cuts. I know, I know. But, um... That was so smart for Jada to take off that wig. Oh, she Have had a new to. wig underneath. It was good. I, I mean... just, for me, I'm going to choose a winner. I, but I would say that this is absolutely a well fought, amazing lip sync. But for me, the winner is Jada. Could they give them a double Shantae? I would not be mad at it. Let, let's hope they got that, that front flip from chaos i know she really went and i want to say this again i know that you're like you're in the moment everyone you're dancing you're in the moment you're desperate you don't want to leave but if you can't do the splits don't bloody well do it like there's nothing uglier to me as someone who teach who taught dance and who was a dancer there was nothing uglier for me to see someone attempt the splits when I know they can't do it. She wasn't even, like, close. You know, when Jada did the splits, I was like, girl, you, th- there's other things you can do to change levels. If you can't do the splits, don't do it. You, you, you don't need it. You know who the benchmark was, though, don't you? In terms of splits that should never have been attempted. Who? Mama Queen on Holland that time. And she, like, fell over. But she could do it. But she fell. <laughs> she was so lovely. She's a lovely queen, oh. but she should never have attempted the split. Oh, gosh. Um, gosh. If I'm going to p- put my money on one queen, I've got to give it to Jada's passion. Yeah. Yes. And but... like, looking at track record, this is Jada's second time in the bottom. But if she's not been in the bottom, she's been high or winning. She's got the most uneven track record. But I think she... If I had to pick one girl, she won this lip sync. But yeah. I would be mad at a double Shantae. All right, let's see. Congrats, Jada, for winning the lip sync and staying. But it's so sad to see chaos go. Jada's heart really comes out in a lip sync. And she did deserve to stay. Um, it was sad to see chaos go, though. And like, I I don't know if it's... Again, I think I said this about Canada Season 2. I feel like really interesting, fascinating queens are leaving each week and i'm not ready to see them go you know i thought chaos is so artistic i wanted to hear more about her experiences as a metty person you know shalazon left last week we adored her you know it's just like it's tough it's tough i'm going through it i'm i'm, I'm experiencing emotions you're you're allowed to and i don't He's... like feeling emotions I tend to think they're I, for ugly people. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I tend to think emotions are for ugly people. Look, that was a great lip sync. I'm. It's look, very good. I don't want to see another design challenge. That's it now. Because I want to say this. If this week was a performance style challenge, I don't think Chaos would have been in the bottom. 
I don't think. Chaos is a yeah. very good performer. However she is backstage, I know that she looks, she's got her own style and it's it's alternative. But on stage, she is really good. She's she a is. great mover, great performer. She comes mm-hmm. alive. And I wanted to see more of that. I thought she was great and I'll, I'll miss her. Um, next week we have the... I don't know, Tom. What is it? Snatch game. Oh, the snatch game. Have you heard of it? No. No. It, it rings a bell. Something to do hopefully, with impressions. Hopefully we'll get to see Vanderpuss shine I'm, and take I'm it. I'm saying it now. It's Vivian's week. I just can't see it going any other way. Who wants to? No, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Snatch Game next week. You know you want to join us. So make sure you do. If you're not following us on Twitter or Instagram, make sure you do so. Mm-hmm. Um, tell a friend about us if you're new. Um, get the word out there. Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bowler. And Dr. Sam. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.